Buenos dias, buenos dias, buenos dias. Welcome to today's Mayito Minute. What I'm going to bring you guys today is something that I feel we don't take a whole lot of thought into. We don't put a whole lot of thought into. And that is, what if I told you that the best thing that you could do today for your development, for you to get closer to achieving your goals, is to do nothing is to do like absolutely nothing, to not be in motion, to not have a long to-do list, to do nothing. Uh, I'm going to tease this out a little bit, but basically, you know, the idea behind this, and I read something on this yesterday that just kind of got me thinking about it all day, um, was the fact that a lot of times when it comes to you know, we want to be successful. We have a goal. We want to achieve something. We're looking to be the best version of ourselves. What do we normally default to, right? Like what do we normally, um, you know, go to? I mean, I've talked about my journal here a couple of times this week, um, you know, and like the journal is something that you do. And then, you know, you open up the journal and when you go to fill it out, it, it asks you questions about, action things, right? Like what would make today great is one of the questions that it asks. And it it, it prompts you to write down an, an action, a thing that would make today a great day. And you do the thing, like you literally take pen to paper and you write it down. And so we're, we're hardwired. It's not a bad thing. Again, not a good thing, not a bad thing. I mean, this is, you guys know how it goes on, on this podcast. Like I don't believe that anything is inherently good or bad. Um, everything has a purpose. And so we're hardwired to um, think to ourselves that in order to elevate my performance, in order to be the best version of myself, in order to achieve my goals, that I, I have to do something. There has to be some kind of action. And I am all for that. Like, I agree with that. I think that's solid. I think there are many, many instances that we can come up with where we would say to ourselves, yes, like you need to do something. You need to have a plan. You need to have a process. Like there needs to be something that you can tangibly put your finger and your hands around and say, I need to do this in order to move the needle forward in my development right? Um, But kind of tracing this down a little bit further down the path, that's good and fine at times. Um, And then what, what happens is we begin to think to ourselves, we begin to process and go, hey, like when I was in this position and I wanted to achieve this thing and I wanted to get this thing or I wanted to perform at this level and I did this particular thing, I, I got what I wanted, right? I, I achieved whatever I was desiring, right? And so we get programmed to say to ourselves, okay, so if I'm in a similar situation, a similar circumstance, if I have a similar goal that I want to achieve, or let's just let's just make it super easy, like I'm a runner and I run the mile and I've got a goal time. And so I do these particular things um, in order to like get to that goal and run that time. So then I look at, you know, if I'm, if I'm, ta- if I'm uh, using a running log and I'm logging my training, I go back and I look at that log and I go, oh man, I, I did these workouts. This is when I did them. This is how long my, my endurance days were or whatever. And like all of a sudden we think to ourselves, okay, so that's what I did to achieve that goal of running that particular time. So um, if I add a little bit to that, 
then logic would tell me that I would get stronger to be able to run a faster time, to be able to handle a faster pace, to lower my time, and obviously like continue that upward trend of performance. And on paper, theoretically, that sounds great. And you know what? Again, it makes sense. Like I cannot refute the fact that like if somebody were to draw those two points on a graph that they would connect because they absolutely do and they do. But here's the tricky, finicky thing about human performance. The, there isn't always, like the line isn't always straight or we shouldn't always draw the line, right? Like we shouldn't always use rational thought to navigate through different circumstances and situations and solve, you know, problems or obstacles that come our way. And you're like, now you're probably really confused because you know that on this podcast, I talk a lot about being objective and using rational thought and doing all of those kinds of things. But going back to what I presented to us at the beginning of this episode, sometimes the best thing that we can do is is nothing. Now, here's the meat of the episode or maybe the 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 gem within this episode that you can take with you. What I mean by that is let's go back to the example for whatever reason I thought of the example of the mile run and I thought of the fact that like you had a goal to run a certain time so you put together a certain training regimen or your coach did and you know again sleep and diet and all that goes into it and you got like you were able to run that particular time. So now the the natural human tendency, again, there were actions that were taken and the actions, you know, um, culminated in success in a successful performance. So now what we would do is we would go back. A lot of times we talk with our coach and we kind of look at the training and we kind of go, okay, great. Like, and now we get ready to put together the next plan of action to be able to run faster. Right. Um, and we think to ourselves, it, well, if it worked there, then logically we just kind of keep stepping it up and then we just keep running faster. We just, you know, do the repeats, so, you know, a little bit faster time or we increase our long run or whatever it is that we determine that we have to do. But again, human performance isn't linear all the time. And there are little snags, there are little traps, there are little uh, detours and kind of offshoots on the journey, uh, the path that, that we don't foresee that may occur. And this is where it gets, this is where maybe being a coach, being your own coach, uh, being your, your own person, like your own individual and thinking about yourself and being self-aware, this is where there's an art form to it. And science cannot explain this stuff. I mean, as much as we want to try, as much as we want to get into a lab, as much as we want to analyze a diet or a particular sleep pattern or training method or whatever, like as much as we want to, like you get into business and we're, we're, you know, we're analyzing like analytics and like, okay, what's going to get this? And okay, this product can do this. And like, you know, all these methods, like as much as we want to do that and we want to get very sciencey with all of this stuff and we want to try to make it all science. I mean, let's face it, when we look at human performance, what we're trying to do is we're trying to like figure out the puzzle. We're trying to figure it out so that then we can just replicate, 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 replicate over and over and over and over and over again. And we can figure out a system and it's like, okay, if I can replicate that result and then if I figure out that I've got to add 2% 
with each incremental step to that performance, then like I've got a formula where I can just shut my brain off. I don't have to think. I don't have to really do any kind of critical thinking. Like I can just continue to plug that formula into the computer, like the computer being my body. And like I'll kick out a performance like every single time over and over and over and over again. I'm not saying that's a good thing and I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I think that we do, we should be searching for some kind of a system, some kind of an approach that kind of works, that is successful over time. I mean, if we look at that, those kinds of systems are in place in a lot of different things that we do. However, the art side of performance would buck back at the science side and say, hey, but it isn't always like that. And so... That's why I'm saying that sometimes the best thing for us to do is nothing because sometimes, I think more often than we give ourselves credit for, there's nothing broken. What we're doing works. What we're doing is like stretching us. It's growing us. It's developing us. It's improving us. It's making us stronger. It's making us better. But because we maybe can't see that or because it isn't happening fast enough, we think to ourselves that we've got to be doing something else in addition to that and what we're currently doing is not good enough. So that's what I mean by doing nothing. That That's what I mean. I, I don't mean that you sit around and not take any action and you know, pass your day just sitting on the couch and literally doing nothing. That That's not a good recipe for success. I think that there is a time and a place for doing absolutely nothing and just being leisurely and just enjoying solitude or like not doing anything. I'm not going to get into that in this episode. What I mean by doing nothing is you don't have to sit down at the table and try and come up with some plan about how you're going to increase this or that and this variable is going to change and then you're going to get to where you need to go. I think that oftentimes if we were to just slow down and we were to just look at what, where, like, where was I and where am I currently and what does my performance look like? And what are some of the things that I'm doing? And forget like, forget what a chart might show me, forget what a graph might show me, forget maybe sometimes even what my coach might tell me, forget what the result sheet might tell me, you know, um, do I, the art side, like as an individual, am I self-aware enough? Do I think this is working or not? Do I think this is making me better at what I'm trying to improve in or not? Like just a very simple question. And, and to me, I think that if we were to take the time to do that, I feel like more often than we're willing to admit, the answer is yes. More often than we're willing to admit, we would say to ourselves, you know what, like th- this current track that I'm on, this current process that I'm plugging into, I do feel that it is bearing fruit. I do feel that it is making me a better individual. I do feel that like if I stay the course right here where I'm at, that I will be successful, that I will achieve my goals, that I will be able to perform at that higher level, whatever that is that I'm seeking. That's what I mean by doing nothing. I feel like we're too quick. We're too quick to just abandon ship and jump and try to find what is it that is wrong with me? What is it that's wrong with my team uh, for coaches? Like, what is it that's wrong with my athlete? Like, we're too quick to ask those kinds of questions when I, 
I, I don't feel that there's anything broken at all. There, there's not really anything broken. It's just, um, you know, I heard a great podcast. This guy, he's a he's a chiropractor. His name is Eric Marcotte. He's a professional cyclist, a very successful cyclist, but he's also a chiropractor. And he was, you know, he, he mentioned um, an example where, you know, he said, you know, the biggest issue that I have with my patients when they come and see me is that they're injured and I'm using my knowledge and my expertise to give them exercises and, you know, do therapy, you know, whatever it is he does with those individuals. Right. And he said, um, you know, where, where we run into problems is that there is a, there's a terminal velocity to, uh, how quickly this individual is going to heal. Right. There's a terminal velocity, you know, to uh, the cells within this individual, the tissue, the muscles, whatever, and, and how they are going to repair themselves. There's a lot of different factors that go into that, you know, sleep being a huge one there, diet, like their lifestyle, like all those kind of things. But he says, you know, each individual has a terminal velocity and it could be different for one individual versus another. He says, you know, it's not a comparison thing. It just it, it's a fact. And he says, what I've got to try and instill in that particular individual coming to see me is that we can't, we can't rush it, right? Like we can't, we cannot rush that process. Like that's going to happen, um, at a certain rate. And what we need to do is we need to be doing the things that we feel right. Like that I feel is going to get that individual healthy at some point, but Beyond that, we're at the mercy of, you know, the, the, the structures within the person's body healing themselves and that person coming to full, to full health. And he says, you know, the quicker the individual can, can, can understand that, then, you know, the better that the recovery protocol goes, because then, you know, they're more relaxed and they're more accepting of what I'm doing with them and so on and so forth. And it's true. kind of applying this to, you know, what we're talking about here, there's a terminal velocity for our development. You know, there's a terminal velocity for the rate at which we're going to improve. There's a terminal velocity at, you know, at which we can go at our goals and at which we can, you know, perform at this level that we feel that we're capable of. And we, we cannot rush that. And so looping all the way back to the beginning of the episode, I feel that that is one of the things that we need to let go of, or one of the things maybe better yet that we need to hold within our hands and sit with and and allow it to make us feel uncomfortable, which is what if, what if the rate at which I think that I am improving and the rate at which like my terminal velocity for improvement, what if those two things are off? Like what if I'm thinking that, you know, the rate for my improvement should be 60 miles an hour and the rate, the terminal velocity for my improvement is actually 55 miles an hour. Like there's a difference there. So I'm putting together my process. I'm putting together my training. I'm putting together, you know, writing down my goals and, 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 you know, expectations and standards. And I'm doing all of that thinking we're moving at 60 miles an hour, but we're actually really moving at 55. And Five mi- Again, I don't know why I use miles per hour. It'll work. It'll work. So stick with me. The five mile per hour gap, you know, in that first mile, it's not going to seem very big, right? It's only a five mile per hour difference. It's not a big deal, right? So the distance between what I feel and what the actual terminal velocity for my development is, it doesn't seem like that big of a deal, you know, and then you go two miles and the gap, 
extends by that same distance, but now it's obviously double. And then three miles, it obviously is, you know, triple what it was in the first mile. And you just keep going. And if you, if you keep doing this and you get to mile 50, then the gap is actually pretty big between that just five mile per hour, very small difference, right? And this just kind of expands upon itself and it becomes an issue. It becomes a problem. The interesting thing that I have found, and this is personal experience, and this is my professional experience working with athletes, is that many times we know, we know, just almost right out of the gate, there's a five mile per hour difference there, Mario. You're, you're thinking you're going to move at 60 miles an hour, but like everything body is telling you, you know, like, like check in with yourself. You're actually only going to move at 55 for this particular moment. And, and, and I know that, right. And intuitively, like we pick up on that, the, the art side of things, again, the subconscious picks up and goes, yeah, you know, we should be, we should scale this back to 55. Like right now we should scale it back to 55. The development is not going to happen at 60 for this particular stage right? And we know that, but so often we hit the override button and we go, no, 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 but I want to do 60, right? And so we plan for 60 and we're going 55. And what happens is as we go further and further and further down the road, this actually begins to harm us. This actually begins to work against us because for many people they go, well, you know, it's kind of cool because like that gap, like you're just looking to close it. So maybe at some point, you know, you'll just accelerate really, really hard and start going 65 miles an hour and, and make that gap up, you know, to move in at 60. Sometimes, sometimes I'd say that those experiences are far and few between. I'd say what generally tends to happen is as that gap continues to get bigger, the person just begins to lose interest. They begin to lose motivation. They begin to, you know, just think to themselves, what if this isn't for me? And not this isn't for me in terms of like the goal that I've set for myself, but like maybe the whole entire sport in general or that activity or that pursuit. And that's when that's when it bums me out, honestly, personally, is when somebody's like, oh, man, you know, because I didn't pay attention to the speed limit, you know, I should have been going 55 and I was going 60 like now, like two years down the road, you know, like I, I forget running the mile like I don't want to run at all. You know, I don't even want to I don't even want to put running shoes on. And that's when it hurts me to see that because we could have easily maybe circumvented that by just going 55 and being okay with going 55. See, that's the other thing. You've got to be okay with that. There's that terminal velocity. So like if you fight against that terminal velocity, it's not going to raise the terminal velocity. But if you accept it, I mean, it's not going to slow down the terminal velocity. It's not going to speed it up either. But at least you can sit in the pocket right there. And that's to say, and we see this often as well. That's not to say that all of a sudden you go from your terminal velocity being 55 to your terminal velocity being 70, because I've seen many examples of that as well. And, you know, they would call those breakthrough performances or defining moments or, you know, whatever they want to call it, right? Outlier performances or whatever. And I've seen that as well. And why does that happen? That happens because the individual sat in the pocket the individual was okay with going 55. They were content with their development. As long as we're getting better every single day, as long as we're better, you know, today than we were yesterday, like that's a win for us. And, and that individual, if we can just keep chalking up that many wins going 55 and just staying in our lane and just plugging into that process and being okay with that and, and not doing anything extra, 
then all of a sudden what we find is that maybe there is a bump up in speed. And I found that to be true, by the way. I found that at some point there is some kind of a breakthrough where the, the graph doesn't necessarily slope up gently. Like maybe it just, it gets a little bit more radical. Now, that being said, I'm not going to get into this, but you know, what usually follows is some kind of a plateau and then a dip in performance. But you know, perhaps that's something that I can cover tomorrow for us. So anyhow, just something to think about. I mean, again, let's let, let, let me let me land the plane with this. Like, let's get back to the to the elementary, just a very simple question you can ask yourself today after this, you know, episode, 20-minute episode where I've talked about all this stuff and we've run a bunch of circles. Do you feel that what you're currently doing is making you better at whatever it is that you would like to achieve? is making you better and getting you closer to, you know, achieving the goal that you have set for yourself, that standard of performance that you have set for yourself. Intuitive. I don't want you to go look in a book. I don't want you to go, you know, ask anybody else like this is yours. And if the answer is yes, then I would say that you can probably apply this principle. Then there's no need to do anything. There's nothing broke. Keep putting one foot in front of the other. Keep pinning it at that terminal velocity and be content with that and enjoy everything that is happening that you know is happening that maybe other people can't see, but that's your journey. That's your process. Continue to be faithful to it. Continue to plug into it. And, you know, most of all, continue to believe in yourself and believe in the fact that if you continue to go terminal velocity, at some point you're going to arrive at a destination and that destination will be the destination that you've wanted for yourself, that particular goal or that particular standard of performance. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I really appreciate you guys. Um, yeah, so this is uh, this is the last day that I've got out here at the beach in Fort Myers. So I'm packing up and we are heading back to Miami tomorrow. We've had a fantastic time out here. Enjoyed some real good time with family and such. So just wanted to clue you in because I feel it's important for you guys to know kind of where I'm at and what my life looks like. So Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I hope you guys have a fantastic rest of your day.